0: You're listening to MLB.com Extras, brought to you by MLB.tv. It's baseball everywhere.
1: Hi, everybody. Thanks for tuning in. I'm Anthony Catchman, and this is our weekly look at the Kansas City Royals with Jeffrey Flanagan. Jeffrey, uh, it's one of the most important stories in baseball, of course, the Rally Mantis, (laughs) and you have been all over it from MLB.com. Just uh, gold star coverage there, sir. Um, So take us through this. There was a Rally Mantis. There was a, uh, he was given a hydro burial, I think is the term, and uh, we're on Rally Mantis number
0: two now. It's amazing. Uh, I think they're trying to speculate what killed the first one. It might have been, you know, the pressure changes as they flew to Minneapolis then, and you know, I don't think insects are supposed to go at 35,000 feet (laughs) or whatever, so uh, that one died pretty quickly, and you know, they gave him a a kind of a funny memorial service. Uh, I think it was Sunday morning, and as you mentioned, give them the old uh, hydro burial, the toilet flush. And uh, that was pretty much the end of it. And also last night on top of their dugout appears another one. And of course, all the players are trying to get the fans to kind of push it over to them. And they finally did. They got it and uh, put it in a shoebox. Here we go again. So I don't, they've got to name it somehow. I'm not sure what they're going to name it, if it's going to be Rally Mantis 2.0 or, or Junior or whatever. But uh, the story that never dies.
1: Yeah, and I don't know. I'm Catholic, so I'm not totally uh, convinced this, this Rally Manchester was not resurrected in some form. You never know. <laughs> uh,
0: so he, he made it all the way through the sewer system in Minneapolis <laughs> and somehow got his way to Detroit. That is amazing. That is. It was exactly uh, three right. days, though. He, he might have arisen after three days. So <laughs> I know. He, he didn't even
1: wait for the three-day protocol. He was in <laughs> to get back.
0: Uh, speaking of resurrected, Danny Duffy.
1: How about that for a transition? Uh, you know, smooth. His career was kind of going off the rails a little bit and uh, demoted to the bullpen, mm-hmm. but lo and behold, in the pen, he figures out how to throw strikes, moves back to the rotation, and uh, we're recording this on Tuesday going to his most recent start, but uh, through 17 starts, 2.82 ERA, mm-hmm. 156 adjusted ERA, so basically 56% better than league average. He's got the best walks and hits, innings pitch mark in the league. He's striking out 10 batters per nine a 5.5 strikeout-to-walk ratio. I can go on and on, but the point is, I mean this guy's on the, I, I say fringes. He's on the fringes of the Cy Young conversation, if only because it's such a crowded conversation. But I don't think he has enough innings uh, under his belt to get legitimate uh, appeal for that award. But uh, big picture, what's more important for the Royals is this guy's really uh, re-emerged as a major rotation weapon for them.
0: Yeah, it really has. And, uh, you know, it's really just come down to him simplifying his mechanics, which uh, he was able to do... Uh, Basically through his bullpen stints and and also being aggressive, uh, they talk a lot. They have talked a lot about him uh, when he was in the bullpen to, hey, just go out and win this batter or, or win this inning. And he's kind of taken that mentality uh, into being a starter now and just win every inning and you know don't save your so don't save anything for anybody later. Just win it now. And it's really paid off for him. Um, it paid off for another. Uh, former Royals, Zach Greinke, when uh, he did the same thing uh, many, many years ago in the Royals' bullpen and went in and just started attacking hitters. And, you know, the next thing you know, he became a Cy Young winner. And, and yeah, it is too early probably to put Danny in that conversation. But by the end of the year, you know, he, he's going to have enough innings, especially since he's probably going to throw a lot of complete games with the way he's pitching right now. and uh, it's definitely going to be in the conversation by the end of September if if all continues to go the way it is. Uh, of course, we've got another guy here in Detroit, Michael Fulmer, who is uh, <clears throat> maybe sweeping all the awards. So, hmm. uh, excuse me, And uh, it, but Danny's been a, been a big part of uh, what's been a recent kind of surge by the Royals. They, they're they playing much better lately. Uh, they're not hitting still, but uh, they're getting a lot of great starting pitching from uh, from the rotation. Yeah, they are. We'll run
1: through those guys in a second. It, it is amazing to me to point out that Duffy ranked eighth in strikeouts, you know, despite making 15 appearances out of the bullpen to start the season. So, right. Um uh, Pretty, pretty uh, substantial turnaround there. But yeah, you mentioned uh, elsewhere in the rotation things are, are trending in the right direction, especially with Giordano Ventura. Uh, seven straight starts of uh, three runs or less. Uh, another guy who seems to have straightened out in a big way.
0: Yeah, he has. And uh, that's, you know, he, I think he's trying to follow Danny's footsteps. And, you know, here's all the conversation about Danny. Now he wants to be that guy. And also they've got, you know, Ian Kennedy who, <clears throat> excuse me, has now had four straight. Uh, really excellent starts and and, uh i think he's given up three runs in those four starts and that's you know 1.04 era so you got three guys there are really dealing uh they've had some troubles with the fifth starter uh but you know they're trying to you know piece together that spot in the rotation and uh that's kind of what's held them back from really taking off here and uh, it might be too soon to start talking about you know sneaking back into the playoff race but i can tell you this much talking to the coaches talking to the players they have not given up um They figure if they can just, you know, knock off a game a week from that deficit, uh, they can crawl back into it. Hey, stranger things have happened,
1: and we know, especially uh, in the dual wild card era, strange things do happen in this game. Uh, So uh, I I remember, I always think back to five years ago at this time, that no one was talking about the St. Louis Cardinals as a playoff team, let alone a World Series winner. So uh, we'll see, but... uh, Elsewhere uh, on the pitching staff, another positive development Jeffrey has been Chris Young has moved to the bullpen, where he's kind of been reborn after a, a homer-prone, very difficult uh, starting stint to start the season. Uh, he just wasn't the guy he had been down the stretch for the Royals last year, but uh, in the bullpen, he seems to have figured things out again.
0: Yeah, it really has, and uh, he started doing that last year too, when he made you know transitions between the rotation um, and the bullpen, and uh, his career numbers, even though he hadn't done it until last year as a bullpen guy got, like, a 2.57 ERA or something like that. And uh, it, it might be that his stuff plays better out of the bullpen. I mean, you re, you're not going to get hit him hitting at that because he still envisions himself as a starter. But uh, it's just another weapon now that, that Ned really needs in that bullpen, you know, with Wade Davis down and uh, Luke Hochever out for the year. That, that once-mighty bullpen is, you know, has dwindled uh, over the last couple months. So having Chris, uh, he's got five straight scoreless outings. now got his first career save on, on Sunday – if he can uh, continue to do this, uh, they've gotten good innings out of, of Peter Moylan, uh, some of the you know lesser names like that, and uh, that, that's helped them um, go on this little mini surge here. They're you know had another good outing from uh, Joaquin Soria the other night, so uh, if they can continue that. You know that's that's going to be a big piece of the puzzle too.
1: Yeah, first career save, all these years later. That's that's a key for Jeffrey. That's a, a, a late at thirty age thirty seven gets his first career save. There you
0: go. Oldest Royal to get his first career save. Is that
1: right? All right. Yep. Um, you know, you also wrote about uh, Salvador Perez's uh, continued defensive improvement. Um, he's thrown out more than half of opposing base runners this year. I believe the Royals have his top time consistently around 1.74, which is a pretty remarkable number. Uh, just a, obviously, this guy's had a great career and, uh, you know, World Series MVP and all that, but he continues to strive to get better.
0: Yeah, it really does. And I mean those pop times, uh, you know, he he would hit on those once in a while in previous years, but now uh they're consistent times, uh, 1.73, 1.74. Uh they were joking with Pedro Gofal his his catching coach that he's going to be, you know, the first guy to break the 1.70 barrier, like it's the sound barrier, but uh also, I mean, he's also throwing uh, his pop time is 1.82 from his knees, which, you know, is better than the league average standing up. So, uh those are some amazing figures and uh, that's one of the reasons why he's throwing out the percentage of runners that he is. And uh, yeah, he's just, uh, you know, knock on wood. He's storming toward his uh, four-straight gold glove.
1: All right, there you have it. The last word from Jeffrey Flanagan. I want to thank him for joining us as he does each week.